Okay, so uh, sitting downstairs in the dressing room in Academy One at Newcastle with Michael and Jet from Tracer. Jet, the new boy. Yes. But you've been with them for how long now, you were saying? Since about the beginning of the year, so yeah. 10 months or thereabouts. We, we were mates before that as well, so and we've known each other for well past that. Yeah, five years or okay. yeah. So what, was Jet perhaps the bass player that should have replaced when your brother left but wasn't available? or just Yes, basically. And, and happy that you're part of the Tracer gang? Oh, thrilled, man. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's a really good thing, you know, like you get to, um, it's rare that you find people with the same level of passion and commitment and drive to do something, yeah. so it's a real privilege to, to get to play amongst that, and they're good guys, you know, so it's... Well, it's once a, the hazing was over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, once the continual beating stopped. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really good, like, um, it felt pretty natural from, from the off. Yeah. Know? It did. I mean, even now we um before this tour we went on like a songwriting uh, excursion, I guess you'd call it, and then we sort of locked ourselves away for a whole weekend together, and the ideas were just flying really naturally. So right, it's uh, I think it's uh, going to be an exciting time. What time. what do you think you bring to the band? Then? Bass. <laughs> <laughs> Four strings, yeah. low end, yeah. Cornucopia of fresh smells. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, look. I suppose, you know, like as a, as a bass player, you, you know, you like lukewarm water. Uh, no, you, you, you sort of, but I mean, as ridiculously spinal tap as that sounds, you, you know, you, you do become like an agent of, of compromise to some extent because that's your role as a, you know, that's the instrument's role, at least in my mm -hmm. mind, is this mm -hmm. joining factor between the, uh, between the rhythm and the melody and, and the rhythm and the harmony and those kind of things. So, the beat, of course. Yeah, and the beat. Uh, um, but yeah, so so maybe, maybe it's that, maybe on the balancing aspect, I don't know. But uh, I, I like to bring a sense of, um, you know, disturbed humour. Oh yeah, there's plenty of that. <laughs> Sick shit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Fits right in. It seems to be a bass player thing, I think, because the yeah. last one was a bit like that as well. Oh yeah. Sick humour. Really. He was crook. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time we talked, uh, you had El Pistolero pretty much ready to go you hadn't recorded it you knew where you were going to go with how did it go yeah great um jet wasn't in the band at, at that stage um so it was just dre and myself that went over and we used a session uh bass player um and we were there's a lot of trepidation going there with just the two of us and not really talking to kevin beforehand um didn't have a lot of contact uh we obviously had the songs ready to go and we'd gone through our own pre-production sort of stage mm -hmm. um but yeah once we got there he was a really cool easygoing guy and uh he likes to work really quick like i mean we got that record done in i say two weeks it's probably more like nine or ten days uh, of solid work but you know not crazy hours and he just knows what he wants and just hammers at you till he gets it and then moves on immediately right. afterwards so it's a really uh, different way of working but uh what he he captured uh, this sort of live excitement that I think was lacking from previous albums and uh, yeah it was, it was a really cool experience I mean how cool is it you get to hang out in LA for two and a half weeks recording an album and then seeing all the cool shit that's around mm -hmm. afterwards you know it's really cool really great okay and I mean you've been quoted on your website as saying he made us do things 
that we didn't think we could do or that we hadn't thought of. Yeah. Like what? Uh, murdering little children. That was... <laughs> That was something I'm not doing. And hiding them under the studio floor. Fritzl <laughs> <laughs> style. <laughs> um, what did he make? He um, well, he made Dre do a drum solo, which um, he wasn't used to doing. Um, there was a there was a lot more to do with the uh, the way the recording day was set up. Like right. basically, how we used to record was you know you play the song a couple of times, get the drums, bass, and guitars right and then you go in and check and then you come back and do it again if it's not good enough and then you move on and to get all the beds done like that but Kevin's way was run it through and he'll just come over and say yep cool we're done and we'll think what are we you know we haven't heard it he goes yep trust me okay cool and then we'd go in and do vocals immediately so you know I had to get warmed up and everything like that and then that'd take 15 minutes or 20 minutes where it usually took us about two or three hours and he's just got this really keen ear of knowing when you've got the take together and uh, it just does it that way but as far as I mean he also made us use vibra slack in one song which we never used before it's very Mexican though isn't it yeah well that's it I mean he sort of, he really picked up on the whole Mexican uh, vibe and the uh, the more cinematic feel that we were going with the whole album so, you know, he was um, kind of excited about that whole thing as well. Right. And so, that, I mean, the whole concept of it, of, of El Pistolero and yeah. that, did you, have, did you have all the songs written in that, you know, you knew exactly what the concept was going to be and you had the story? Yeah, it was, it was a concept that I had in mind for a while and we were sort of writing stuff that was kind of a dry-sounding Tex-Mexy stoner rock sound anyway, so I thought it would be a good marriage of... Uh, like movie and music mm-hmm. uh, so I've had it in mind for quite a while and then when we were writing for it I had the movie in mind and I'd seen it recently and the lyrics sort of were pouring out you know around that sort of subject and I think um, there were a few that didn't make it onto the album which right. weren't good songs basically um, and they got replaced by songs that uh, weren't exactly in, in keeping with the, the Pistolary theme, like not exact uh, storyline uh, ripoffs, I guess. Um, but they were just the coolest songs, so we put it on the album. But mm-hmm. I think about fifty or sixty percent of the the songs on Pistolero actually follow the the movie Desperado. Right. And um, yeah, that's a cool, fun idea that we uh, got to have a lot of yeah. fun with. Yeah, excellent. So a few of the songs I've, I've just picked out after listening to the album, things uh, that my ears up, let's say. So Santa Cecilia, yeah. how did that come about? Well, that was actually one of the first songs that that we wrote that was, um, you know, in the, the Tex-Mex Spain, I guess. And um, that started off with, uh, I think I was trying to play a riff of, of somebody else's, and I came up with the opening riff to Santa Cecilia. I thought, well, I might keep that one. That <laughs> sounds kind of cool. Um and it took a while to write because it was in a 3-4 time that was, you know, it used a weird scale that we had, hadn't, you know, played on before. And the hardest thing was trying to get a chorus happening and um, it actually turned out that the part that we were using for the chorus now was actually like the middle eight and Kevin said, oh no, that's your hook there, you want to repeat that part. Right. So, um, I mean, that's, that's where Kevin's now comes in. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so that's basically how that one came apart. And of course, it's in two parts. It's got the ballad of Phil Pistolero at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that yeah. the first time you've recorded classical? Stuff yeah, like I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's too classical. It's not too difficult. Well, you know, well, well, that guy's I would have Let's loved say. to have had more time to um, to learn something really right. technical, yeah. but uh, I'm, a, I'm a pick guy, and I don't think these fingers are, are quite ready for for a total flamenco just yet. You can always learn. Well, well, they're they're sitting, yeah, they're sitting yeah. on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we don't have buses, and Adelaide, we have cars. <laughs> so, oh, so I don't know how I'd do that. <laughs> Whilst driving, they might get picked up for that late, but... <laughs> Okay, and uh, Screaming Silence. That was actually a song that um, we almost recorded for Spaces In Between, um, but it never it never felt right. And um, we sort of revisited it because we knew that the chorus was just huge and it had that really cool, um, sort of really quiet to really loud mm. thing going for it. Um, but I'd never got around to writing some decent lyrics to it. Right. So when the pressure came to okay guys got to go and record an album in the next two months I sort of went well this is a good opportunity for me to write lyrics to this song and um, you know see where it goes and it, it sort of all fell into place and Dre and I wrote a bass line for it that um, you know helped skip it along as well and you know, just it turned out really well in the studio that's right. a song that um, we were all really excited about when we were recording it yeah. uh, including Kevin Excellent. And how are they translating live now that you... Yeah, pretty cool. Funnily enough, those two songs we haven't played in the latest sets. Right. Um, only because we like to keep the, the vibe pretty up and jumpy yeah. and obviously yeah. screaming silence isn't, yeah. isn't that. Um, but Santa Cecilia, the last tour that we, we went on, that yeah. Yeah, really went down cool. Right. And the album in general? Going down well on on the tour and stuff, people. Are yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, going nicely to new songs and stuff. Oh yeah, plus we like playing them as well. Yeah. So I think people yeah. can sense that. Yeah. And Jet, I mean, have you had had to change the bass parts much to your, to make it? No, I, I've tried to stay pretty faithful right. to, to what's come before. I mean, that you know, there are parts where you know you sort of you naturally end up doing something, and you know come to a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, that's, that's the part, and I'll be playing that part for, for a while, and then uh, for whatever reason, I'll go back and listen to it again, and go, oh, yeah. okay, actually, no, I changed that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, by and large, just try and stay very faithful to, to what's there, because, you know, there's some, you know, obviously, uh, like, Lee was an excellent player, and, um, the session guy that got used, and the bass lines that got written for the Pistolero record were all there, and written for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, then then there's not what I'd call like throwaway or, or afterthought bass parts in yeah. it. So um, yeah, I tried to stay pretty faithful to it, and, and it was to, again, it was one of the things that just made it feel right when we came together. Whether when I walked in when we first talked, to, well, when the guys first asked for if I'd come and audition or whatever, yeah. Uh, oh, we, you know, you usually have a bass tune, B A D, and I'm like, yeah, I, I do that, and like, and oh, and we, you know, there's sort of these drive at like, you know, distortion aspects that we use, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I definitely, or you know, I have that, and yeah. so like, there's some of that common sensibility that was quite good, and obviously that had to get tweaked and refined to to make it yeah. really part of Tracer, but um, 
yeah, that, I guess so. That that's possibly an area that's definitely more well. It, it's quite fortuitous because it feels like the sound and those kind of things that I bring live feel like me, but also they are the trace of vibe. It's the trace of vibe yeah. too. You know, so. Yeah, I think that comes from playing in three-piece bands. I mean, Jet, Jet's previous band was a three-piece, so... Right. <laughs> and just having that one guitar there, it kind of fills the space. Yeah. And if you don't have the bass filling up the, the rest, yeah, it's you know, it doesn't sound as large yeah. and yeah. as big. And that's something that, you know, we've always gone for that wall of sound type vibe. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, and we use various different things to, to get it and Jet was the first bass player that we auditioned that was you know we plugged in and we played and oh thank god we got the sound back right again, yeah you know? right so yeah so you didn't have you didn't have to look at further once no. was the first man you asked no, we and that just was it had to make him stop being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it was all good <laughs> excellent and tonight obviously in the the big academy yes uh looking forward to it absolutely um it's, it's probably the biggest stage of the tour so far all right and we get to play our full hour set um which is great and uh oh, absolutely everybody's really looking forward to it excellent definitely i'll yeah. tell you what with the um the answer as well and cage the gods it's a really solid lineup because you toured with them haven't you cage the gods they were yeah support banner on your last they were yeah own. so it's good to see those guys again and they've my God, they can improve since last time. Right. Not that they were bad last time, but they've just tightened their stuff right. up. It's awesome. Thanks to touring with you, no doubt. Well, yeah, well, it's all part, you know, good, good tour and stuff. The greatness has to rub off some. Oh, of course, yes. Not the modesty, though. What exciting things have you done on your days off apart from carting down hills and going <laughs> kids? Funnily enough, that movie. That's the um, the nicest stat. Mm, that's the first of four. There are three more to come. Oh, all right. And okay. the, the other three are horrendous. It looks like I break my back in one of them. <laughs> um, what else have we done? On the uh, the Glasgow day off, we went to see Escape Plan, the new uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger right. and Sylvester Stallone. Right. Terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't worth uh, watching. Oh, it was worth watching. Was it? Oh, yeah. And we, we're tragic action movie fans. Yeah. So right. when Arnie gets the helicopter machine gun and picks it up off of its mount and shoots <laughs> 1,300 people, we couldn't help but go, yes, Arnie! <laughs> um, so might we see a Tracer soundtrack then? Oh, oh I'd love that. I'd love to do it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, that would be pretty amazing. So if you could support anybody then, not that you should be supporting anybody anymore, so you could <laughs> do your own headliner next, but mm. if you could support any band... Living or dead or current? There you go, living, dead or current. All right, I've, I've got one for you. Living, dead or current. I reckon I'd open up for Martin Luther King. Because, <laughs> right. Because that dude had the best orgies. Like, <laughs> uh, orgies all, or audience, did you say? Orgies. Oh, right. In okay. all seriousness, you look online, you can, get the F, you can get the FBI recorded tapes from the nights before his speeches. Right. Where they bugged his hotel rooms. Right. It is massive orgies. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I reckon that'd be pretty good. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat that. You know? <laughs> Come on, try the night it. before, power the people the next day, like, <laughs> it's not at all. 
The things you learn on tour. Mm. There you go. Um, who would I support? I would love to support uh, Damon Crooked Vultures mm, because it's got right. elements of all of my favourite bands into one band, I guess. If it was down to one, I mean, obviously yeah. it would be nice to support Queens of the Stone Age, Foo Fighters and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. and all the same build, of course. But yeah. 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 Oh, wouldn't that be a lineup? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I think Henry Rollins would be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a giant, like, I'm not really a black flag. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't listen to black flags, yeah. a lot of their music, but I have no end of respect for what they did. And I think Henry Rollins looks like a, be a really really interesting guy yeah, yeah for sure yeah. excellent alright gentlemen I'm going to let you get on you've got you've got a sound check you've got your new baritone guitar to yes I do that there was you it. go lovely <laughs> uh, it sounds awesome doesn't it <laughs> it does it sounds beautiful yeah.